Today, we interviewed Broadway guest Mariah Rose Faith, who currently plays Regina George in the first national tour of Mean Girls. We talked about all things life, her biggest inspirations, um, auditioning in the industry, and we answered some of your guys' questions from our Instagram. Um, We hope that you thoroughly enjoy listening to this episode. If you haven't yet, please click the link tree in our Instagram bio and subscribe to our Patreon. We love you all so much, and we hope that you love this podcast as much as we do. The Broadway Buddies. With Kaylin. And Luke. Hi, guys. It's me, Luke Casillas. And it's me, Kaylin Rosgoni, and today we have special guest, Mariah Rose Faith. Hi! Hi, Mariah! Hi, Mariah! Um, Luke and I are just in different rooms right now, but he is my brother and we live in the same house currently. Yeah. (laughs) He asked to come in my room and I said, no, 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 no. Yeah, I asked. I was like, can we just, like, record together? And he's like, no. And then I was like, okay, well, I'm going to go get a sandwich and I'll see you in a bit. From opposite rooms. So I do have a sandwich. Yes. I was just eating avocado toast. Wow, you're crazy. I know, right? You're so fancy. So I was like, I was like, if I have to chill, I'm going to just mute really quickly and then chill. (laughs) I'm openly chewing right now. I hope that's okay. Yeah, that's fine. This is for your ASMR listeners that weirdly like chewing ASMRs. (laughs) Kayla likes ASMR. I love it. It's my favorite. Yeah, but do you like chewing ASMR? Um, not exactly. Not <laughs> <laughs> really. It's it's not it's not bad. It's fine. Yeah. Anyway, guys, thanks for having me. Of course, we're so excited. For those yeah, of you who don't know, um, Mariah is currently, well, not currently, but since Corona, she is currently uh, Regina George in the Mean Girls national tour. That's right. And has <laughs> <laughs> currently been in Star Kid, which is really cool. How was that experience? Um, really cool. Great. <laughs> <laughs> it was a good time. Um, obviously, like I love Star Kid and I'm I'm gonna keep doing stuff with them in the future. So excitement, excitement on that front. That's good. Thank you. <laughs> well, well, what do you got for me, kids? What's up? Okay, so what would you like to tell us first? Like, oh. we want to know about your individual artistry. What would you like to share with our listeners? Oh, that's a beautiful question. Um, well, I think like the door that initially opened for me first has been musical theater, but as some people know, I went to school for film, um, for direction and screenwriting, and that's still something I really care about a lot um, that I really want to continue doing in, in, in my life. Directing maybe in about 10 years or so, but I still screenwrite, and I've been writing a lot of music lately, which has been exciting. Um, I just shared a song with Luke the other day, and he liked it, so that means it's good. <laughs> it was. It was really good. So, I wrote a little jingle too. And we I wrote a little jingle, and it was, you know what? It was a song. You yeah. wrote a song, and that's what matters. I wrote um, it. You wrote it, and it was you. <laughs> but yeah, so I think like something I guess I would want people to know is that um, my passions go beyond musical theater, and actually, I think really lean towards writing and that yeah. sort of creating side. Um, so 
Yeah, look out for me in, in those ways. I mean, like a dream job would be like writing for video games or like being a songwriter, like collabing with Paul or something. Paul is my yeah. best friend, um, one of my best friends. And he actually is one of the stage managers for Team Star Kids. So some of you guys might know who Paul is, but he like produces music and I would love to collab with him and be a duo. <laughs> it's like a dream <laughs> if he would have me, but like yeah. stuff like that. Um, obviously I love acting. I think I need to get a little bit, you know, there's some, there's some training I want to get back into for that. I would love to act on screen more, which I feel like I'm a little stronger as, as an actor on screen. Um, but yeah, I mean, artistry all over. I love video games. I love writing. I love having a good time, um, and creating stuff with friends. That's like what fulfills me or like, even with like Luke and I messing around and doing improv songs, like that's like my favorite thing to do, mm. you know, just because it's like, there could be something cool that comes out of it just by having a creative moment with friends or having a jam session. So yeah, I think yeah. of writing a jingle that's um, just gibberish is a good idea. Just gibberish? Just gibberish is a good idea. I think so. Um, I have a question. How do you feel? Like, I know we've talked about this before, but like, um, it's always good to have a creative outlet outside of like theater too because there's so many there's so much of the arts that you can explore in that's not just theater that I think a lot of people think that when you go into the arts it's Mm -hmm. just theater and that's not it there's so much yeah I think like within the theater industry alone there's so much than just being a performer Mm -hmm. um it is so awesome and incredible and takes a lot of skill to do there's multiple unions you know like it's not just the actors union um within the theater industry and then it's like you know if you're pursuing say you're pursuing musical theater i'm like well and something that kayla and i have talked about because kayla and i work together and do lessons from time to time too that like i'm like girl you need to be singing like more pop rock because she kills it and so it's like have fun with that too like if you are a musical theater performer like have fun with branching out you're not like you're not hurting your theater self because you want to try something different like you're not you know what i mean like it's okay it's okay to like more stuff um but yeah definitely I think like branching out is a beautiful thing it also just helps you develop who you are as an artist doing other stuff too yeah definitely um I also definitely feel like like from when I was little I started theater or just like even theater like going into it in general has definitely changed oh like the Beetlejuice like the yeah like it's so different like I feel like Theater has definitely gotten, it's always been like a competitive field, definitely, but I feel like it's gotten so, I think that with TikTok and all like social mm-hmm. media, it's definitely way different from when it was a few years ago. Oh, absolutely. I think social yeah. media has made a huge impact. I mean, look at me, like not TikTok, but like with YouTube and stuff, that got uh-huh. me a lot of initial opportunities. So yeah, without a doubt. Yeah, um, definitely. Yeah. Yeah, I have a question for you, Mariah. Okay. So leading up to booking Mean Girls, what kind of jobs were you doing, like, throughout college? And oh, my God. She's a princess. So I had a lot of fun jobs. Um, but, yeah, I was definitely, like, <laughs> I had to work really hard to stay afloat. Um, when I was in school, I wasn't working as much because my parents were like, okay, if you're in school – full-time will help you but I also wasn't um at that point we were I was living with my aunt so I was paying like like much little rent but as soon as I moved out I had to obviously start 
paying a lot more and LA rent is not cheap. So they would help me like, they would like match what they would pay for like when I lived with my aunts, which was like $300. But like my rent in LA is like a thousand at the time. And so like I had to come up with stuff. Um, I went back and I started doing princess parties again, which I used to do when I was a teenager. And I was a part of this really amazing company called Princess and Me Parties in LA that I had an incredible boss. I had credible coworkers who all of them are like talented, amazing performers too, that are like working actors. Um, like, and when I say like working actors, I mean like, no, like they do shit. <laughs> like they're really out, not to say like, hey, if you call yourself an actor, hell yeah, you're an actor. But they're like working full time doing shows and like going in for big auditions and then being a princess on Saturdays. Mm -hmm. So we were like really going for it. And it was nice to be a part of like that community too, where we also pushed and encouraged each other if we were able to do parties together. Um, and that was great. And then when I, so I dropped out of film school Well, I like took a break from film school to try and pursue theater, which worked out. Like I stopped going to film school. And then like two weeks after I left, I got my first Mean Girls audition. So it was the right call. Um, but when I left school, my parents were like, okay, well, we're not going to help you. Like, of course, if you like hit a wall, like we'll give you a couple hundred dollars or something, but like, it was up to me. And all of a sudden I was like, oh God, I need more than just princess parties to pay rent now. Um, so I did princess parties. And then I also, um, did photography. So I was making money also taking like headshots for people. And then I worked part-time as like a social media manager for some brands, um, not manager, but I was like running social media accounts for like certain hours in the day and like responding and helping people and doing stuff like that. Um, and I was more committed to YouTube as well, which also brought in money for me, which was great. I think at a certain point, if you have more than enough followers, you can make money off YouTube, which I don't make like crazy money off YouTube because I don't commit to it like certain YouTubers do. But like, that was good to get a couple hundred dollars in here and there when you're struggling like that. So yeah, I was, I had a, a lot of fun stuff, but princess parties was the main thing. And then headshot photography was for a while too. And I really enjoyed doing that, but yeah, it kind of, kind of went away when I didn't have the time to anymore. And then now I'm a, either a full-time actor or I'm teaching full-time and it's been really awesome. That's yeah. amazing. Can you tell us a little bit about your experiences teaching? Yeah. Oh my gosh. This has like changed my world. I have had, I mean, I've, I've, I've always, I've taught before and I've always wanted to like do more of it, but I, during this COVID experience, I just like felt fallen in love with it. And especially like the kids that I've met too. And some aren't kids, some of them are like my age, but just being able to like work with them and be their friend and be like, Hey, you can do this just give it time, you know? Mm -hmm. And like, just see them grow because there are certain kids that I've been teaching for a while that I just feel like I have been able to help them grow, which feels crazy. And like, what a dang honor to feel like I've been able to be a part of their lives and that they're sharing their talents with me and being vulnerable in that way. Yeah. Um, I get, I've gotten asked by a few parents from people I teach that are like, are you going to stop? Like, are you going to stop teaching as soon as like you get another acting job or if Mean Girls starts? And like, the answer is like, no, like I'm not going to stop teaching. I'll probably be teaching less than I am right now. Cause right now I'm doing it completely full time, but, um, no, I think I'm going to do it forever. I just, I've just fallen in love with it so much. Um, same with, I get the question a lot. That's like, would you ever consider doing another star kid show? And I'm like, guys, I don't know how to tell you all this, but I say it all the time, like I'm still a part of that group. I would 
if they were to have me, I'd be there in a second. Like I promise I'm not running away from things. I loved everything that I do so much. I'm not going to just abruptly quit or leave. Like genuinely, I love this stuff, you know? Like Star Kids, like more like of a group where like Mean Girls is more of like a production, but how like, have you seen like the differences in like stuff between the two companies? Oh yeah. I mean, sorry, I took a bite. I thought that was going to be a longer question. Um, yeah. Star Kids like a group, you know, like, yes, they're, they're a company, but at its core, it's like a collective of actors putting on shows. Whereas like Mean Girls, that's like a Broadway company and then Mean Girls tour is like a sub genre of that same company that's by the same production company. So I guess like at its core, like Star Kid's a production company that puts on shows just with the same actors. Whereas like our production company for Mean Girls is that as well, but it's just on a larger Broadway scale. So yeah, I mean, more people (laughs) work in (laughs) the Broadway shows. Star Kid is smaller. Um, It's like friend family based at this point. Um, But so there's definitely that like smaller scale side to it. But then what's crazy is like, even though, on the production side, Star Kids smaller, like the fan base is so freaking mighty and yeah. big. Kayla and I so, have seen that. Yeah. So you <laughs> you you don't miss Star Kid fans. You do not <laughs> miss Star Kid fans, but they're mighty. Yeah. And like it's definitely cultivated that sort of following and group and collective, which I think is really powerful and really special. So I'm glad that they're doing shows still, you know, 10, 10 years later. Yeah. What have you learned from like, I know I'm going to ask everyone this question, but do you think that it is important to go to college for musical theater, to career something, to pursue something in this career? Okay. um, I mean, the answer is like, to me, this is the right answer. Um, It depends on you. Like it depends on the individual every single time. Like, if you feel like you need more education in the field or you like need the tools and the building blocks and oh my gosh, yes, go to school. If you feel ready or you want to pursue things at like studios and like get training that way, then go do that. Um, school's not for everybody. I think training is for everybody. Mm-hmm. So seek that out in the way that it fits you and who you are. But yeah. Yeah, I mean, I didn't go to school for musical theater, but then I've also taken theater cl- musical theater classes at colleges. I've done, um, I've gone acting studios, many acting studios. So like, you know, it just, it just depends. And I definitely considered going to school for acting and musical theater. I considered getting a BFA, but I just decided to pick film. So yeah, yeah it just depends. That's awesome. Now, was there any particular person throughout your childhood or teenage years who inspired you to go for your dreams and try to pursue film and theater? Um, My grandma, for sure. Uh, Me and Luke's grandma, Sharon, she passed away about four years ago now, which feels absolutely wild. Um, Yeah, she was always just super supportive about it. I was so, I was not Luke as a kid. Like, I was really shy. I was, whereas (laughs) Luke was like, la. I'm here, you know, and I was like, I'm going to hide in the corner. 
Yeah, no, but it's, it's true. It's like, I, I wasn't that kid and my grandma was so, or our grandma was so vibrant and electric. And I think like they always bonded Luke and her. Um, but it took until I was kind of like in my teenage years for us to really get a strong, stronger relationship. And, um, she was the one that I would always like go see the like indie art film with, or go see the Broadway tour with. And we would have like huge discussions about it afterwards. And she was just like, she just wanted to know my thoughts. And I felt like that was so huge as like a young person with dreams. It's just like, I want to know what you think. I want to know how you feel about it instead of like trying to tell me how to feel, which I think so many people that we do respect or mentors that we do want to have. I think sometimes there's a little bit of a forced education on us rather than just listening to our thoughts and letting them cultivate how they should. So she, for sure, um, she definitely taught me to like celebrate myself and do what I want to do and not listen to people's influences on that because like, obviously love our parents, me, Luke's mom and dad, they are also so supportive and incredible. But I think sometimes like parents in general have that like, well, you should do this or you should do that. Whereas like our grandma's chair was just like, well, what do you want to do? You know? And I think that also gave me that, um, that mantra of just do what you want. Like life is so short. Life is way too damn short. Sorry. Are we allowed, yeah. are we allowed to cuss on your podcast? I think I've done it like three times. You can. Okay. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. I know. I, I haven't told you this, Ryan, but I do feel like as you get more like older and mature, I do feel like there's so many aspects like of grandma Sharon and you like, but I don't think that you like know that you have. That is like the best thing you could ever tell me for sure I feel her in me like a lot in that sense so definitely her and I think she's always the answer that I say um yeah 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 and she was she's just a rock star she's just a rock star for sure yeah so we went on our Instagram and had people ask a few questions okay Um, so I'm gonna um ask number one um should you make friends slash chat at to people at auditions or should you keep to yourself oh my Yes, but also that's me. Like, I think like as soon as you make friends, it's like that aura of, because I hate thinking about auditions as competitions. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. Like we're just all going out for the same job, but also let's root for each other. And if you make friends, then it's like, oh, if they get it over you, you're like, oh my God, so-and-so got it. I loved them. They deserved it. Mm-hmm. It makes the people yeah. around you more human because you're all yeah. humans there just going for the same thing. Um I made friends with Megan at Mean Girls Callbacks. And then when I found out that she was playing Gretchen, I was like, oh my God, it's my friend, you know? But we like (laughs) just met at Callbacks. Um, I also made friends with people who were going out for Regina. And some of them I'm still in contact with now. We still follow each other and I get to watch them in their successes too, because they found success outside of this, which is also another thing to remember. It's like that one audition, if you're keeping it to yourself and you're like, this is the end all be all, it is not. Like, it's just one of so many that you will have. So might as well, like, make friends with people and get excited for them and celebrate how good they sound. Yeah, I also feel like when you make friends, like, in that sort of environment, you also get that stress off of you because then you also feel a little bit more comfortable. Absolutely. You're just like, we're all just here. We're all just here going to sing some songs. That's it. Yeah. That's, like, great to learn because... For me, I just have so much audition anxiety. Mm-hmm. Like, and it's like that that might be something to consider in the future because yeah. it like it'll 
does it relax you in a way like before you go in oh yeah and not to say that there haven't been auditions that I've kept to myself because like I too get auditioning I mean I just have anxiety you know it's, like, <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's uh, you know I have real bad high anxiety and um yeah. I'm shy like I have I'm talking to you guys I'm having a great time because I know both of you and I'm excited and I also like to talk but sometimes like that shyness hits and I'm like, I don't want to talk to anybody, Yeah. but having that openness, if you feel like you can let it happen in that moment really helps. I feel like every time I've ever done it, it's relaxed me. One time I went in for this like TV show audition and I, we had, I'm just going to say, I'm not going to say what the show was, but it was kind of like playing these like witch characters. Um, and of course I, I love witches. And so I dress like super witchy and this, this and that, but like another part of them was like, um, like gym clothes and more fighter stuff. I'm the only one that comes in wearing like a witch dress and like crazy dark makeup. And I'm like, Oh no, like, did I miss this cue? And I'm sitting there just going like, all right, Mariah, well, you got to own it. Like you already committed to it. And all of a sudden one of the girls goes, dude, your dress is awesome. And it was like, just her saying that to me. And then another girl chiming in being like, yes, I know you walked in. And I couldn't stop staring at it was like, let all the tension I have go away because they were just like, Hey, it's just another afternoon. We're all in here together and feel awesome about your choices, you know? So that, that helped me a lot. And so if you feel like you can be that person where you just kind of like say hi or say like, Hey, love your shoes. Hey, this, this, and that to engage, do it because it does just make every, all the energy in that room just sort of fall down. and Yeah. And I know like in the future when I, cause like I would love to be in a drawer, you know, this right. And you know, yeah. this kid too, but like, you know, like having that, like the smile and ha- being the nicest person you can be really does make a difference. Even if you don't make it into the show, oh, yeah. those casting directors can notice and be like that, that kid, that person really had a, the best attitude. So we'll make sure, yes. you know, it's better than going into it. You could be the best dancer. You could be the best singer. You could be the best actor, but your attitude could literally throw it all off. Yeah. And so I think having like a great attitude during your experience is definitely. It's like, so cliche, but like, if you go in to just have fun, they, they can read that, you know, whoever's behind yeah. the table is like, oh, they're just happy to be here. And that, that that's what they want more than you're like, okay, I'm ready. Like, I got this, this isn't that, like, cause that's very tense. And it's like, we gotta take a breather. Not to say that it's wrong, but but it doesn't, you know, like have that commitment, but also have fun. Yeah. I'm gonna take a breather. I'll take a breather. I'll take a breather. (laughs) Um, someone else asked, um, what's the most important thing to remember going into the industry? Um, you know, I think like that's a that's a big question. Um, you're gonna be judged you're going to be judged on your talent, how you look, how tall you are, you know, like the stuff that none of us want to think about. And I think the best thing to do is not think about how you're being judged or question what it could be that you're getting judged on. Just know that it's happening and let it go. Cause if you go, Oh, I didn't get that audition because I look like this, but you actually don't know why you didn't get it. So something else Mm -hmm. to think about too is like, there's going to be a million little details on either why you got a job or why you didn't get a job and dwelling on those details is not going to help anybody. So know that there's a lot of stuff that goes into, you know, a creative team's process um, and book and casting. And uh, it's not your job to be the casting director. It's not your job to hate on yourself if you didn't get something. It's not your job to... um, 
think of yourself with ego if you do get something like just be happy to be there because so much of it is night and day um an opportunity could be there one second the next second it's not but that doesn't mean that's forever and it's just it's it's constantly changing another thing too is that yes it's an oversaturated industry everybody wants to be somebody usually you know but yeah. also, the good thing about it is in a time outside of a pandemic, there's always going to be jobs. There's always going to be new art, new movies, new shows, new theater. You know, it's, it's always, there's always going to be something else. So there's going to be something for you, even if it's not necessarily your dream job at the moment, your dream job will come if you care about it enough to try and get it. Because truly, like if you get lazy, like, or you wait for something to come to you, like nothing's going to come to you. Because the person next to you is like running and sprinting to get something. So you got to go for it. Things don't just show up on your doorstep by any means at all. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Someone asked, um, and I'm wondering this too, film auditions or person, like in-person auditions? Like which one do you prefer? after (laughs) In person. Yeah. (laughs) I hate doing film teams. Definitely. Yeah. I like being in the room too. I mean, even though it's nerve wracking, it, it honestly like gives me a sense of like excitement being nervous for that kind of stuff. Yeah. Like with that, what are your biggest audition tips for self tapes and in person? Oh, um, I definitely think I'm better at in person. I need to get better at self tapes. Honestly, I should take like an acting a self tape class or something. Now's the time. Um, just because it's been a while since I've like done a self tape, and I've done a few during this covid period and like only like one there was like interested i've only done like four so it's not that big of a deal but like i didn't get a call back you know like i didn't get these stuff and i'm like dang like am i what's happening am i bad at this i think you know it really does count what your background looks like where you're at your lighting your sound all of that good stuff i think that you with iphones nowadays like you can record off your iphone just make sure that you have a good background and good lighting um, cause I was recording off like my really nice camera and I honestly don't think it's like the best for self tapes. I'd rather almost just do it on my phone. Mm-hmm. Um, cause my audio on my camera can get a little weird sometimes because it's like definitely meant to have, um, like a separate audio piece for recording. Um, in terms of in-person auditions, I always say this, this is my go-to is that they, and, and this helps for self tapes too. They want you to be the person that the, they're looking for. So if you go in of just like that energy of like, hey, like they're rooting for me. They want me to be good. That will also take some sort of like added pressure off of like, oh, I need to play this character this way. Like just play it how you want to play it. And and maybe it's going to be what they're looking for. Um, in person, yeah. though, it's good to everyone always asks about like, should I dress the part? Um, dress in like the vein of the part, you know, like don't go in like for that witch audition. If I would have came in with like a witch hat in like this, it would have been like, girl, you know, but I wore something that was like dark and I did my makeup in that way. And even for like Regina, I didn't wear pink until my final callback. I didn't wear it the whole time, but I wore like dark red. I wore like white. I wore other stuff that she wore within the show, but pink to me was very, not to say that you can't wear pink. Um, You can wear pink, but for my, my own thing, I was like, I don't want to yet. It didn't feel right. Um, but you know, there was, and I, I say this cause it was a very ballsy move. Good for her. But there was one girl, one of my callbacks for Regina who came in like a skin tight, like pink dress and like Barbie heels. And I was like, Whoa, 
wow. I don't know if they were into it or not. I mean, probably because the, it was a power move. But in my opinion, I wouldn't have done that. Yeah. Yeah, I felt like it was a little too much, but also at the same time, good for her, you know, yeah. <laughs> you can went for it. But yeah, I think dressing the part is always a little tricky. So it's just like in the right vein, you don't want to be opposite or too much. Yeah. Um, yeah, definitely. What do you feel like, how did you feel when you first got into like the show? Like the very first rehearsal and meeting all those people, like what's your terrified. first <laughs> I was so scared. I was like, well, the good thing was, is I met a Dante who plays Aaron in the elevator and both of us were shaking. And yeah. I was like, oh, thank God. And we had been following each other for a bit. So I was like, are you so scared too? <laughs> he was like, yeah. <laughs> and so it was kind of like, I already started with a friend, you know, yeah. like my other scared friend in the elevator. Um, and I think Eric Huffman was in there too, who plays Damien, who's just like the most calming energy in the entire world. So it was like, okay. Like, it's cool. And then I was like, Mariah, like, you're literally playing Regina and you're debatably the most nervous person here. Like, like what? You know, like, it doesn't make sense. Like, it's okay. But I yeah. feel like that was my energy the whole time where I was just like, okay, you gods and goddesses, I'm just going to here to revel in your presence, which is so different from my character who's like revel in my presence. Yeah. <laughs> Mariah is not that way at all. I'm just like, wow, look at them go. Look at them dance and sing. Like, I'm just happy to be here. But I was terrified. Like, we did, we were, like, in this circle, like, introducing yourself to everybody. And there's, like, you know, at this point, like, I have met Tina Fey. And I've met, like, Casey Nicola and now Benjamin, Jeff Rachman, the whole team. But, like, it was still nerve-wracking to see them. And for yeah. when I walk in, them to be like, hey, Mariah. And I'm like, you know my name. And it's like, yeah, they've been doing callbacks, callbacks with me for the last nine months. But it's just like one of those very weird and surreal yeah. things. But I was terrified. Yeah. <laughs> I was so scared. Adding to that, we got a question. Um, have you ever worked with somebody that you idolized? And if so, what was that like for you? Um. I think always, <laughs> um, definitely like, obviously Tina Fey was like my inspiration as a child and still now just because I, I love comedy. That's where I want to live. And then everybody on that team. Um, the first time I worked with Lawrence O'Keefe who did Heathers and Legally Blonde, I've done some stuff with him and it was just like, holy crap. Like I adore you. Um, his wife, Noel Benjamin, who was a part of Mean Girls, um, so many of them also like star kid like I grew up watching those people and all of a sudden I'm doing a show with them and yeah. young Mariah was like ah like I used to fangirl over them you know like yeah, I thought they were I so remember, cool I remember when we were at your old apartment with Claire and you guys were like let's watch the guy yes. who didn't like musicals and I was like no what is we this? didn't watch that we didn't watch oh, the guy I didn't like I, meant a very <laughs> I, happened. I was like that <laughs> hadn't happened yet um Sorry. but yeah we watched we were, Luke was over and I was like, let's watch a very Potter musical and then like Dreamcast all of us in it. You know, like we would do stuff like that. And then all of a sudden, a year later, I'm working with them, which yeah. was very crazy. Um, but the first time is when like, not the first time, but when I um, worked on Starry, one of those readings, Jamie and Dylan were a part of it. And I had, you know, grew up watching them. Also, um, Clayton, who played Ethan Kraft on Lizzie McGuire. I think you guys are too young for Lizzie McGuire. But like he was on there and I was just like, oh my God, like I'm surrounded by famous people. And then like, <laughs> it was just crazy because that was only like three years ago. So a lot has happened in my life in like three yeah. years. It's crazy yeah. to think that, like how so much different stuff can happen with the time span. 
oh my like god years yeah completely the stuff that happens is 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 wild yeah that's why you should always hope for the best because you don't never know what's gonna happen with your life you should always aspire to be something big yeah because why not why can't you yeah you know. Our last and final question is if you could direct any Broadway show, if they asked you to direct anything, what show would it be? Oh my God. Uh, oh my God. Um, well, my dream show of um Princess Diaries, the musical, obviously. That would be um, good. I wanna right, I, think I think I am. I think so. <laughs> um the Seussical Revival. It should be me. Yes, Kayla. Oh my God. Can we be in it? Um, you can audition just like everybody else. <laughs> Looks like we're going to have another <laughs> <laughs> The only cast fair. Um, but I also would put my, but also that's hard because I want to play the cat in the hat in the revival. You know, that's what I want to play. Um, uh-huh. What other show would I love to do? Oh, crazy. Um, what would I direct? Crazy. I don't if know. It's like a show like recent and they just lost their director. And, asked, and they called me. <laughs> said, my like, son, Mariah, it's time. Mariah, finally. We've been wait, we've been having you at speed dial. <laughs> you are our 54th choice, but it's finally come down to you. I mean, it'd be cool to direct Hunchback, obviously. Oh, or yeah. um, I would also love to do a production of um Sunday in the Park with George. I would love to direct that show. I think I, yeah, I think I could kill directing that show. Yeah. For the last five years. <laughs> I don't know. What's a show you feel like needs a revival? I know we talked about this a few weeks ago, this but. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah um, Legally Blonde. Bring it back. Yeah. Bring it back with new orchestrations and some no, good new cast I, did members. You, Legally Blonde. Did you hear me? Yeah, I did. Yeah. Oh. We were just, we were just <laughs> Yeah, Kayla and I were talking about, I said that they need to revive what we said, Sound of Music. And Kaylin goes, Sound of Music. <laughs> they should. That'd be really good. I mean, his idea for it was really good. Luke's idea. The yes. idea that we had, we're bringing in like more ethnic people to play it would be good. Yeah, all the kids, like I loved that idea. I think like, just doesn't like this. Basically, you just don't need. I think you just don't need like a white family to be the von Trapps. Yeah, I know it takes then, place in like yeah. Nazi Germany or whatever, like during that time. But like, yeah. you can find a way around it. New, yeah. new story. New story. Let's just yeah. rewrite the sound. There could of be music. The, the new story of the sound of music. I we mean, were also thinking a revival of "You're a Good Man, Charlie Brown" because yeah, it's that so would be underrated. Good. Oh, so I, uh, I think that you should revive 13, but you should have um, adults playing the kids. <laughs> I think That's how it would be. be if it was a revival. I think that they would have adults play the kids. Like, I think it'd be you. funnier. Yeah, I think that'd be a good time. Not that kids aren't capable of doing it, obviously, because the kids these days are so damn talented. But I just think it'd be funny if you had, like, young adults playing the kids. Or, like... 30 year olds yeah yeah, that'd be really funny they should also revive spelling bee oh yeah yeah i don't know yeah yeah i want the death note musical to come to broadway give it a listen it's so good i think they make a Coraline musical i agree (laughs) because the play the play they had (laughs) it's horrible 
Actually, I have no idea, but I just, Luke and I discovered this Coraline play online the other day, and I was like, what is going? I thought it was going to be really good. It was like, dun, 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 dun. And I was like, no. Oh my gosh. I didn't know that existed, but that's good to know. And said. It <laughs> apparently does. Um, I have to sign off because I have to teach in five minutes. Yeah, we also need, we've been just This was off, awesome, but... you guys. Thanks for yes. having me. For well, thank starting. you for coming. Such an amazing guest. Oh, yeah. Thank you so much. We are so happy you are our first guest. I can't wait to share it with the world and hear yes. all my friends that you guys have on. Yes. Know, we're so excited. It's so exciting. We're so excited for our, our next guest. So. Everyone's, Kaylin and Luke are like, we don't really give a crap about you. We know you. So <laughs> like, they're oh, yeah. they're really ready for the next people. It's Mrs. Pot from Beauty and the Beast. She knows, she knows. I'm obsessed with her. I love her. Oh my we God. We are obsessed with her. I love her. Um, okay, love team. Thank you for having me. And um, I wish you guys all the success in the world. Yes. Well, thank you for coming on. All right. Well, that was my Rose of Faith, everybody. Um, we hope you enjoyed the episode. Thank you for listening. Please stay tuned for upcoming episodes. We already know that you're going to love them. We already know. Well, we <laughs> hope you guys all have a great night, day, evening, bonjour, Morning. ciao, au revoir, bienvenue. <laughs> <laughs>